Welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo Ador. And it's awesome to ha- to talk to my friend, Muhammad Hamza. Bro, can you uh, introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Muhammad Hamza. I'm a proud Muslim. I live, I'm from New Delhi, India. And I am a builder by profession. And uh, my hobbies are reading books. And uh, I'm a bit an electronic kind of guy. I love electronics and <coughs> gadget, uh, gadget. And uh, I have a hobby about uh, acquiring knowledge related to religious stuff. Not just Islam, but uh, other religions too. I'm a friendly guy and I can have a chat with anyone, any civil person uh, without any problems <laughs> so I believe that we could get right down to business now and I want to ask you this question uh, why are you a Muslim were you born into it are you a convert uh, no this is not the reason that I was I, I, I was I was born into a Muslim family but this is not the reason for me being a Muslim because uh, if uh, if you're gonna ask me till the age of 17 or 18 I was uh, maybe you can call it a namesake Muslim I believed in God I used to pray but I didn't know anything about my religion or any other religion uh, I was just like a normal guy uh, like my parents used to tell me that you have to do this thing we are Muslims we go to prayer uh, on Eid, Bakra Eid or these are our festivals and these there are some people who, who don't believe in our religion they are called Hindus basically in India uh, the major religion is Hinduism so they used to tell me about uh, uh, about the environment which I am living in but I was no more no more closer to any religion not just Islam I was just practicing it because my parents asked me about it but at the age of 18 I don't know. Uh, there was a, there was a, I was having a hard time in my life because of uh, some personal uh, issues. Uh, I don't want to share them, but uh, I'd say I was almost in like uh, some kind of a depressing state. So I was. I, I thought to myself that uh, I should. Uh, why am I? Why am I here? What was the purpose of my life? So I started researching. I, I was like, uh, what we say? I wanted to find God. So at at the first point, I thought I thought I thought to myself that I should go and read the Quran first because it's my like uh, my birth religion. So I thought to myself to read the Quran first and then uh, after reading the Quran for the first time I was completely a new person. I was completely transformed. I used to like uh, drink alcohol before that and I was a very bad guy, very angry guy. I used to hit people just to, uh, I told you about an incident <laughs> regarding me. I was a very bad and very angry guy and I used to bring alcohol and do all kind of non-Muslim uh, things <laughs> and uh, which are not associated with Islam. Not right or wrong is a different thing but not very Muslim thing. So the Quran transformed me and uh, I was finally at peace and then I decided uh, I just didn't stop at the Quran so I decided to read uh, the Hindu 
scriptures and and then I decided to read the Bible and the Jewish uh, Jewish Talmud and etc. Buddhism, Buddhism. I have read some parts of the Buddhist book, and and then I was like, uh, I too have like uh, talked to atheists for five years of my life. I think maybe I talked to uh, atheists and have debated with them about science and stuff and many things, or almost everything. Why we are here and what's the purpose? Is there a God or not? About the Big Bang and about the string theory, about the expansion of universe, every almost everything I've talked with the atheists. So and theory of evolution. So after like uh, spending a lot of time in research, I finally concluded that I'm a Muslim and I'll be a Muslim for the end of. And the biggest reason, and the biggest reason, the biggest reason for me, yeah, the biggest reason, uh, some people think that, uh, I don't know uh, if it's a mindset or some, something, but the biggest reason for me being a Muslim is not because of uh, the religion of Islam, but because of the concept of God in Islam. Like, the concept of God is, Islam is so clear and beautiful and almost perfect to me, as per my understanding, that oh, there is only one God and there can only be one God because we humans are one people, so we can only have a, have one God. So the concept of God described in Islam, I found I found it to be very well stated and very well described. So that's why this is the biggest reason. Uh, yeah, you do know that if the concept example, of God in Islam uh, is is similar to the concept of God in Jewish and uh, beliefs, right? It's basically like um, based on it. Yeah, if from a third from a third party perspective. Uh, not hundred percent same, but yeah, uh, the closest to uh, this. Islamic concept of God would be Judaism. Yeah, and, and I want to ask you, uh, uh, because um, let's uh, let, I you know like we could talk about the theology, the traditions, or what your specific debates about the debates about wh which religion you believe in. But let's talk about what Islam is to you. You know, how does it affect your life, and how does it change your behavior, your attitude? How does it make you a better person? Basically, uh, the fundamental thing that changed in me after I learned about Islam and the concept of God, after reading the Quran, uh, basically, the thing which uh, got into my mind was that someone is watching me all the time. Like before reading the Quran, I was like, for example, my parents used to ask me that you got to fast in the month of Ramadan. So I used to fast uh, in front of them, and then when I was in uh, I was in the school. I was 17, I think, maybe. Uh, it would be called high school in US or UK. I was 17, and I was in 12th standard. So I used to break my fast. <laughs> then I used to go to school, and then resume it when I came back. But after, like, uh, reading the Quran, yeah, after reading the Quran and after accepting Islam, uh, I would say that I feared that I should not, I cannot break my fast uh, 
because of any kind of reason. Because someone is watching me constantly 24-7 and I cannot hide from him. So this was the biggest impact on me that I was uh, like uh, before doing anything bad uh, or in breaking any law of Islam, I was, uh, I used to think twice that uh, like for example, I don't know, I was a very notorious guy, Elmo. I don't know if I should share with you or not, but I was a, a really very, 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 very bad guy. Like uh, I used to do things which I'm afraid, even even afraid to talk about. So after accepting Islam, like after reading the Quran, I was like, there's someone watching to watching at me uh, every time, and he's gonna ask me someday that what were you doing at that moment of time? What were you thinking? That no one's watching you. Uh, so this is the biggest thing I think uh, which affected me after uh, reading the Quran. So in a way, like um, Islam helped you become a better person because you now you feel that you will be ho held accountable for your actions and the things that you do in this life. Yeah, there will be consequences both in this life and the afterlife. Okay, but I have to be honest though. I I, I find a huge problem in that. In in terms of like, well, you know, for me to be honest, like I, comparing it to to my faith in Christianity, because um, in in how I look at uh, what Islam is to you, it seems to be that uh, you're you're being good or acting or behaving this way because of fear uh, of that. Oh, you're gonna do something bad right now. So uh, if I do that, I I will be held held accountable in the future in Judgment Day. But it's not. It doesn't really affect who you are. Or there's no really no change, but it's that you're you're like for example like you're someone in a in a in a country where there are all CCTV cameras everywhere and everyone's tracking you and so you're scared to do bad things, but you're still who you are. Nothing changed. Yeah, that's a, that that's right, and that that's a good point to make. That's right, and that's a good point to make. Uh, uh, I would say that uh, for example, uh, Elmo, if you see me. Uh, before 18, I didn't used to give in charity. I I used to give uh, like I, I became uh, more charitable after reading the Quran. Now I give in charity just because to please uh, God. Yeah. So um, you you were uh, talking about your your how Islam uh, helped you become more charitable. Yeah, saying that uh, I would say that. Even, only a fool would spend in charity because it doesn't make sense. Like, how? Why should someone? So, what I was saying that uh, for reading the Quran, I was like, if you had asked me this question about charity, I would say that you are, you must be a fool uh, to give in to charity. Like, if uh, if you have, uh, for example, hundred dollars and you give in twenty-five dollars in charity, then you are poorer by twenty-five dollars. You just have seventy-five dollars in hand. So what's the basic reason why should someone give in to some uh, stranger like uh, there's a beggar, he cannot do anything good for you, he cannot do anything for you at all. He, is, he, he on his own his, uh, is uh, like uh, disabled to do anything for his, his own self. So what can he do for you? So, <clears throat> The charity would make only, you only uh, poorer by, for example, $25. So after reading the Quran uh, and after 
gaining uh, some knowledge about Islam, the Prophet of Islam says that in no ways does charity uh, makes you poor. Whatever you spend in the cause of God, God will uh, reward you, uh, you in uh, like uh, seven times or ten times or seventy times uh, in the hereafter and in this world all too. So and there are many reasons that uh, Islam provides uh, that to stabilize a society you should give in charity, you should give in to poor people to make your country better, make your society better. So there are many reasons but uh, as a, a non-believer it's hard to believe, like uh, hard to make a point regarding charity. Like why should someone give in to charity? There is no, uh, for example if, I'm, if I would be an atheist there would be no uh, uh, logical reason for spending in charity. The only thing one can say is that you should, uh, you would be, you would be called good, or you would uh, behave good. That's it. That's the only reason one, uh, any atheist or any non-believer can say. Uh, any uh, person who doesn't believe in any religion or who doesn't believe in God would say regarding charity. So after like uh, you, you were saying that uh, I am controlling myself not to sin just because there is someone watching over me. Yes, that's it. Because if you, if uh, I am given a freehold, I cannot slap Barack Obama. If I even if I will to, like uh, as a human, humans want everything like I want to be the president of the earth <laughs> so there are limits set up by the creator and uh, I would say that uh, we uh, by accepting the commandments of God we can live a better life we should we don't know about ourselves uh, better than God God is the creator creator would know about us better than us itself for example uh, if you take my kid uh, who's uh, two years old, if I, he likes chocolate, so if I'm going to give him uh, like the tons of chocolates, he's going to be happy. But at the, on the other hand, he would like, uh, he would become unhealthy, he would uh, like, uh, he, uh, he would have health issues uh, because of that chocolate. So I think uh, that uh, as, a, as an adult, I know that uh, the chocolate is bad, too much chocolate is bad for him. Uh, but he doesn't know that. So, in the same scenario, God knows what's best for us and what's bad for us. Like we may think that, for example, if you take pornification, many people uh, can argue about pornification. That if two people are agreeing over one thing, then what? What? Who are you to question them? I would say that it disturbs the society in some ways. It disturbs the society and it's it's against the mor morality uh, of human particular. So that's my uh, I would say that's that would be my answer regarding your question. That uh, we are all bad, Elmo. You even even if I give you a chance to become a god, for example, if God's gonna ask you to become god, the first thing you're gonna do is kill the other god, bro. Really. You're gonna do that, so there would be no competition left. No, no, no. I'm not saying that what you would do if you were God. I'm saying if God would make you a God, like a second God, what would you do? No, 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 no. Elmo, you know the weakness of humans. The weakness, the biggest weakness of humans is like if you have ten ten dollars in your hand, 
you'd go for 20. If you have got 20, you're going to go for 40, 40 and 80. So the list keeps keeps going on the human yeah but yeah yeah but if you ask me right if you're right not if i was god right if i was god then if i was god i would be perfect in every way if i was perfect in every way then i wouldn't want to uh, to be more of perfect because i'm already perfect right so why would i have any motivation to do anything that that is not already with in me so i guess it, it's sort of a loaded question because it, I guess that we have to talk about like what kind of God do you mean? You're probably talking about like a Greek God or something. No, I'm not talking about Greek God. I'm saying that you are, uh, if you are, you, if you become the almighty, all powerful, omnipotent and omnipresent or whatever, and then you find another God right behind, uh, right besides you giving commandments to, uh, for example, me and you want, uh, I wouldn't care. Bro. I wouldn't care. <laughs> the thing is, if you... I could create my own universe. And what about, what, what if the other God interferes in, in your work? Then what, what, then what's your, what's your gonna It's do? okay. I, I could make a new one, just out of nothing. I, it's fine. You'd be a super kind God, eh? Yeah, you know, because I'm God, like, I could do anything. Like, so what if the other God like, keeps uh, disturbing me? I can just, I have unlimited attention. So that wouldn't really be a bother. But God does have ego in all the religions. God does have. Do you ego. think that Allah has ego? Yeah, absolutely. Every God in every religion, in every religion on planet Earth, does have ego. Uh, Muslims call uh, it the it uh, like the biggest ego. For example, if for example there is no, if you if you uh, find the logic in Pharaoh claiming to be God and uh, God getting upset because of it or people worshipping idols and God getting upset because of people worshipping the idols that means that God must have an ego that's why he is getting hurt because uh, for example God is the one who is giving you life who is giving you shelter, food, water, everything, parents everything he is giving it to you and then you turn up to an, a stone or an idol and then you thank that stone instead of the one who's providing you all the things that's ungrateful so every god in every religion on earth does have an ego and he takes revenge from ungrateful people or punishes them revenge would be a uh, like a harsh word i would say that he would punish the ungrateful people I think even if you were also God, you want to also do that. That's my opinion, by the way. I cannot talk about you. If I was God, I, I, would, I wouldn't care about anything else, you know, so <laughs> that's all. But I guess that, um, you know, like when we talk about, like, for example, Allah, right? You say he, he has an ego. That's a huge problem. Like, what kind of ego does Allah have? Does he have, like, a, a narcissistic ego or more of a selfless ego what kind of ego does Allah have uh, I'm not good at words uh, I would say that the ego of God is that he is the only worthy of worship that's it like uh, Allah believes that uh, not, not Allah doesn't believe I, Allah thinks that he is the only worthy 
of worship and no one should worship anyone. Okay, I, I have a challenge for that. I have a challenge for that. Because like because all of you all because all of humans have a concept of God but we never really hit the perfect concept of God, right? Do you think so? Because we are all human and we are imperfect. And however we try to conceive God in our mind, we will never f- be or have it right, per- have it perfectly. Do you think, it, do you agree? And so, if all, like the billions of humans, or let's say all, even just the, all the Muslims, let's say, it's about all the Muslims, they, they, they have this concept of Allah in their mind, but it's not perf- the perfect Allah. Therefore, they're not really worshiping Allah, the, Allah himself, but they're worshiping a God they created in their minds. Therefore, it would be a sort of idolatry. And, uh, and Allah himself should get angry with all the Muslims who may, who have wrong concepts of him. Do you agree with that? Because they're worshiping, they're they're typically they're they're typically worshiping a different kind of god, like they're worshiping a Christian god or another or a Buddhist god. Because they're not worship, uh, they don't know the perfect concept of Allah in their minds. Therefore, they're they're not worshiping Allah at all at all. If that's how you say it. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's a good good point you make. Uh, if you ask me, there's a person <laughs> who I knew, uh, he was in my uh, other Facebook group. His name, I called him, I used to call him Spaceman. So he believes that Allah is basically space. Like not the outer space, but uh, space, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like a space between things or space... Uh, Wherein the universe and everything is uh, resting, so he believes that Allah is is space. So, but as a Muslim, I know that Allah is not space because, as per the Quran, Allah says that you cannot give an example of me. Like there is, no, you cannot even use. For example, you cannot say that Allah is ten times stronger than King Kong, or you you cannot say like Allah is. One million times stronger than the tsunami waves. You cannot say that. Uh, you mean like you you cannot compare Allah to yeah, anything else? Yeah, we cannot compare Allah to anything else. So, but if but the pro the, but there's a problem there, right? B- because um, if if I cannot compare the 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 real uh, uh Allah, you know, to anything else, therefore, it, it the 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 Allah in in my mind. Is something that that I that I've created the concept that I've understood, which is not the perfect Allah concept of Allah, because I I'm just human. I would never yeah, understand. Yeah, you're him. right. It's sort yeah. of so in a way, it's sort of me me comparing Allah Himself to to the the God I created. Exactly, in my mind. exactly. So uh, as per Islam, so it, so we're yeah. I'm gonna so everyone. I'm is, gonna give you the Islamic perspective of the, about that. Uh, as per Islam. Allah says that you cannot even imagine me. Like whenever you want to imagine, for example, that Allah must be this or that, or must be this uh, stronger, or must be he must look like this or whatever. Whatever you gonna imagine, that would be a false god. That's not Allah. Islam is clear and about this thing that you cannot even imagine uh, Allah. That you cannot think about him, what he is, how big he is. Muslims. Say this word five times today, Allahu Akbar. That means God is the greatest. 
but no one knows actually. No, if you're going to ask any Muslim how great is Allah, he would have no answer for that because we don't know. We're going to know that thing after we meet Allah in the hereafter, as per our belief. And about the question you asked me uh, about the concept you have in mind about Allah and uh, about the real Allah, bro, we have to uh, place all the religions on earth. Uh, all of them, almost all of them claim to be from the real God. Okay, just not name it Allah, just call him God. So, all the religions on planet earth claim to be from the real God. We have to, the, we, can we at least assume that one of them must be right? Or one of them would be correct? I assume that any one of them be, could be correct, right. We could assume that all of them could be wrong. All of them? That I, I could be... All of them could yeah. be wrong? Or either one of them would be right? Or... No, not really. No, not, not one of them could be right. Because they're all human and they, they could never conceive of the true nature yeah of God. yeah exactly that that's my second point uh, i'm i'm gonna take you to that thing but first let let's assume that either one of them would be correct that one of them should be claiming to be uh, the claim made by for example christianity would be correct at least that this book is from uh, the bible is from god then we're gonna compare it to another books and another religious books and another religion then we're gonna we can, we gotta research and find out what fits best, what makes logic, because God is not illogical. God should make logic. Okay. So we're gonna compare it, then conclude that. Uh, okay, I think this may be God. For example, like we so every human says that God is all powerful. You won't find any human on earth who says that God is a weak person. Or God is a, like for example, if you take Jesus Christ in Christianity, he appears to be weak. But if you're going to ask, uh, because he's uh, human, God in the form of human. So if you, but if you're going to ask any Christian that, is your God weak? He would say, no, my God is all powerful and all omnipotent. If you're going to ask him why? Because he is not in his, in his real form. The, the same uh, logic goes with the Hindus. They believe that this god Ganesha is the all-powerful god. They make idols of it and then throw, throw them into uh, the sea. And they say that their god is all-powerful. And if you're going to ask them that this god cannot lift a housefly from his own nose, how can he be all-powerful? He would say, no, he's all-powerful. He's In his true form, he's all-powerful, but he has... Uh, appeared to us in the form of an elephant, or, uh, like the Ganesh is, <coughs> resembles. So, we are, <coughs> all the humans around the world are at least on the same page regarding the, uh, what uh, God should be like. For example, we all believe that God should be all-powerful. We all believe that God should have, like uh, God is the one controlling the universe and everything. God is the creator of everything. God uh, 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 provides us, uh, us with health and knowledge. God has got all the knowledge of the universe. Every, like the attributes of God, all the humans are on the same page regarding that. Now, the differences come only when we describe God, that how God looks. Some people say, like the Christians say, he looks like Jesus Christ. Some Hindus say that he 
looks like Sri Ram. Uh, Jews and the Muslims would say that, uh, for example, if you're going to take the Jews, Jews would say that God is unseen, everything, and but He can become a human and uh, meet uh, Abraham with other two angels, uh, if only He wishes. And if you want to ask a Muslim, a Muslim would just say that he's unseen, no one has seen him, no one has knowledge about him, what he is, what he looks like, or whatever, what are his attributes. If you're going to ask a, a Buddhist, he would say that he knows nothing about God. If he's there or if he's not there, they don't know anything about God. If you, go, if you want to believe in God, it's up to you. If you don't want to believe in God, it's up to you. No one's going to punish you for that. So different religions, the parting of the ways comes when we describe God, how He is. So what the point I was making, that at least one of them must be correct, one of because if there is a God, He shouldn't or couldn't leave us alone like, a, like an orphan on this planet Earth. He cannot leave us like this on, uh, on Earth, like to just die or become a food for the inhabitants of Earth or to be helpless. For example, if you see a poor man begging on the street, if there's no God, then that's a bad, very bad world, very, very cruel world. <laughs> there's no one. Uh, on his back. So at least we have to play, uh, see that the, the real God must have con contacted human ways. The only, I, I would say, the only uh, uh, in our knowledge about, I'm talking about the science and things, in our knowledge, the only intelligent species in the universe other than God would be humans. So there must be something at some point that God must have contacted humans, the real God must have contacted uh, humans and told him about his will, that he wants this from humans, that he wants humans to live like this, humans to feed the poor or <clears throat> live their life peacefully, help each other to do uh, behave very well to each other and all sort of things. So at least one of them should be uh, like uh, correct. If you're going to say that all of them are wrong, then then we have a problem. Then this God would be like a uh, this would make a God would be like a helpless, ignorant, and uh, selfish God that he, that uh, has left humans to suffer on earth. Do you agree with me on this thing, Alba? Well, um, I am a Christian and I, I, I believe that God contacted uh, us through Abraham. Yeah, and, and we could all, I, I think we could both agree on that. Yeah, we can agree on that. But I'm not talking about, like, I, I don't want a Christian perspective. I know actually about the Christian perspective. I'm asking you as a normal person, normal human being. Do you really think that God has left us to suffer on earth? That a God, a real God would be a cruel God? If if the God, uh, if the real God would be a cruel God, then people would die the moment they sin. For example, if I sin uh, 
in a, uh, for example, if I swim right now, I must die at, an, uh, at the same uh, point. At an instant, I should die. Because of uh, if the uh, God, the God we have is a cruel God. We know that there is a God, a God, God must be merciful. So we got no choice but to believe that there must be at least one religion in this on this earth that must be uh, from the real God. <laughs> so after that, that yeah, and, and but uh, but but I have a, a, a question for you because. Uh, Bro, it's been great talking to you. And um, the, my question is that who is Allah or God in your life? Like what role has he played to the, and what what is your relationship with him? I got the best companion for, my, for myself. For example, if I'm uh, feeling low or feeling excited, feeling thankful or grateful, I just talk to him. Like I talk to him in my uh, heart, from my heart. Like, for example, if I'm feeling low, I pray to God, I say my thing to God, and that makes me feel comfortable. Like, there is someone to listen to you. For example, Elmo, I cannot talk to you about some things from my life. The same goes for you too. You cannot share some some things from your life to others, even with your. Uh, even to your parents or your wife or your kids, you gotta hide some things from them. But with God, uh, with the, with the, uh, some kind of a relationship with God, you are open to tell Him everything you wanna say. Like in the in Christianity, you call it confessing. So I think the best part, uh, the best part about believing in God is like you you have a companion, you have a friend. An invisible friend whom you can talk with. At least if you if you can cannot listen to him, at least you can tell him about your situation and feel comfortable about it. So, and uh, the second thing uh, you asked me that uh, how has Allah affected me in my life? I would say that I now know how to control myself. Like, bro, literally, if you're gonna ask me, you ask me that uh, who I am. I don't want to tell this to anyone, but uh, because it's a podcast, everyone's going to listen. And I, I want to say that I'm a pervert. I'm a, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I am a pervert. And I, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I am controlling myself. It's just only because of God that I'm able to control myself. If I have, if I was, for example, a, uh, I I, I had, didn't have a belief in God, I, then I must have been a like a playboy kind of something. <laughs> because I got too much. Uh, this would be this would be my weakness, like I would say. So. With, uh, with the help of, uh, with the help from God, for, with the help from believing in God, I'm able to control myself. I'm able to control that I couldn't, like, I shouldn't uh, commit adultery or go uh, uh, commit fornication because I have a wife and she's a very loyal wife. I don't want to hurt her. But if I didn't believe in God, maybe then I would have broken her heart. 
but it's because of the fear of God, I have controlled myself that no, I, I shouldn't do this thing. I, this would disappoint both my wife and my God, the creator, the, the, person, uh, the being who created me. So that's what's uh, making me stop. So everyone has a dark side, you know, even you should have a dark side, that dark desire. Or everyone on this earth, like even the nicest guy would have uh, a deep and dark desire. Like, uh, if just imagine if if you could become God. I don't know about you, I would be the worst God ever humans would have ever seen or faced. I would be the most selfish and most cruel God ever. So I think that I am actually suppressing the evil inside me with the help of uh, God who tells me that you should suppress the evil and produce the good from you. That's what's uh, changed in me after all. And I'm being honest with you by the way. Awesome, man. Me too, and I appreciate it. And bro, it's been great talking to you. And um, I hope that we could have more conversations in the future. Yeah, we would have, for sure. Then we're going to discuss about other religions. So, that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. Thank